life had been lived there over 4,000 years before. Of late, however, she had begun to feel that this was a past so remote as to be almost beyond the reach of her imagination, and certainly beyond her caring. Though she had a degree in archaeology and a job in a museum, she felt her interest in the subject waning by the day. Her father was an academic with a passion for his subject, and in a childlike way she had simply grown up to believe she would follow in his dusty footsteps. To someone like Marcus Fielding, there was no ancient civilization too far in the past to arouse his interest. But for Alexis, now twenty-five, the bullock she had passed on the road earlier that day had considerably more reality and relevance to her life than the minotaur at the centre of the legendary Cretan labyrinth ever could. The direction her career was taking was not currently the burning issue in her life. More pressing was her dilemma over Ed. All the while they soaked up the steady warmth of the late summer rays on their Greek island holiday, a line was slowly being drawn under the era of a once promising love affair. Theirs was a relationship that had blossomed in the rarefied microcosm of a university, but in the outside world it had withered. And three years on, was like a sickly cutting that had failed to survive being transplanted from greenhouse to border. Ed was handsome. This was a matter of fact rather than opinion. But it was his good looks that sometimes annoyed her as much as anything, and she was certain that they added to his air of arrogance and his sometimes enviable self-belief. They had gone together in an opposites-attract sort of way. Alexis with her pale skin and dark hair and eyes and Ed with his blonde, blue-eyed, almost Aryan looks. Sometimes, however, she felt her own wilder nature being bleached out by Ed's need for discipline and order, and she knew this was not what she wanted. Even the small measure of spontaneity she craved seemed anathema to him. Many of his other good qualities, most of them regarded as assets by the world at large, had begun to madden her. An unshakable confidence for a start... It was the inevitable result of his rock-solid certainty about what lay ahead and had always lain ahead from the moment of his birth. Ed was promised a lifetime job in a law firm, and the years would unfold for him in a preordained pattern of career progression and homes in predictable locations. Alexis's only certainty was their growing incompatibility. As the holiday progressed, she had spent more and more time mulling over the future and did not picture Ed in it at all. Even domestically they did not match. The toothpaste was being squeezed from the wrong end, but it was she who was the culprit, not Ed. His reaction to her sloppiness was symptomatic of his approach to life in general, and she found his demands for things to be shipshape unpleasantly controlling. She tried to appreciate his need for tidiness, but resented the unspoken criticism of the slightly chaotic way in which she lived her life, often recalling that it was in her father's dark, messy study that she felt at home, and that her parents' bedroom, her mother's choice of pale walls and tidy surfaces, made her shiver. Everything had always gone Ed's way. He was one of life's golden boys, effortlessly top of the class and unchallenged Victor Ludorum year after year, the perfect head boy. It would hurt to see his bubble burst. He had been brought up to believe that the world was his oyster, but Alexis had begun to see that she could not be enclosed within it. Could she really give up her independence to go and live with him, however obvious it might seem that she should? 
A slightly tatty rented flat in Crouch End versus a smart apartment in Kensington. Was she insane to reject the latter? In spite of Ed's expectations that she would be moving in with him in the autumn, these were questions she had to ask herself. What was the point of living with him if their intention wasn't to marry? And was he the man she would want as father of her children in any case? Such uncertainties had circled in her mind for weeks, even months now, and sooner or later she would have to be bold enough to do something about them. Ed did so much of the talking, the organising and the managing on this holiday, he seemed scarcely to notice that her silences were getting longer by the day. How different this trip was from the island-hopping holidays she had taken round the Greek islands in her student days, when she and her friends were all free spirits, and nothing but whim dictated the routine of their long, sun-drenched days. Decisions on which bar to visit, what beach to bake on, and how long to stay on any island had been made with the toss of a twenty drachma coin.